Welcome to Do It With Dan, entrepreneurial philanthropist, public speaker and author, creator of the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Here is your host, Daniel Mangana. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Do It With Dan with your host, Dan, and my delightful guest, Colette. Colette, are you Colette Muse? Because I only know you as Colette Muse. Is that actually your surname or is that your, like, pseudonym, your nom de plume? This is my, yeah, my created name. Colette mm. the Muse is Colette mm-hmm. the Muse. Yes. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. I <laughs> am very excited to have you here because we've been planning to do this for more than a year. Did you know that? Yeah, it's been a while. Yes. <laughs> Colette and I met in December of 2018 at... A Dr. Joe Dispenza event. We were neighbours and in the same group. I met her and her lovely big bear husband, Wayne. And um, I just find Colette's posts really interesting. And I want to know more about what's going on behind. <laughs> and I thought it'd be really cool for you guys to get to see that too. And so here we are. <laughs> here we are to have a conversation about what Colette gets up to and what are the kind of things that Colette likes to talk about and perhaps have a groovy conversation along the way. How does that sound to you, Colette? Sounds wonderful. <laughs> so uh, if you were, um, the, for information purposes, if you were to give a synopsis of the energy that you endeavor to bring to the world, mm-hmm. what would you indicate that that is? Uh, identity and confidence. That's the foundation of everything that I, that's just how my, that's everything I see, everything I think, everything I do. It's the foundation of everything I talk about. And yeah, I just, to me, if you don't have that, everything else you're doing is building your house, you know, your castle on sand. So. So giving people confidence in who they are, but we get people, yeah, I mean, a friend you, of mine, a, a friend of mine, she does um, women's identity coaching and confidence in that. Do you, is there a pocket of society that you want to bring this magic to, or are you just interested in the world having more of this in their life? Um, well, most of my work is with men, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, typically um, a little bit older, maybe um, after 30, somewhere in there. When mm-hmm. I, what I call the have your shit together years. And <laughs> For some of us. <laughs> <laughs> it's when you realize, oh, shit. Can I? Oh, I don't even know what language I can use on your podcast. You Sorry. can swear as much as you fucking want on my podcast, love. Go on. Oh, okay, good. Okay. Good. <laughs> uh, it's much easier if I don't have to think, you know, like, don't say yeah. that, don't do that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's like when we hit 30 you know, when we thought we'd have our shit together and we realized, holy fuck, I don't have my shit together. And it's not like, oh, I'm not successful in some area, but it's like there is something that we haven't um, developed and we start to become more aware of it because all the chasing we were doing prior to that, um, we realized didn't get us where we thought it was going to get us. So anyway, yeah. So I do like to actually, um, you know, share my work with women as well. I just tend to have a little bit of an imbalance in the sense that I do lean towards men and I focus mm-hmm. on that a little bit more heavily, but I 
I love both men and women and I do talk about masculine and feminine, all the things um, related to the dynamics between the two of them. And I really want to help both men and women understand what's going on between the two of them when they're operating from insecurity, because that's where all um, issues, whether it's in platonic or romantic relationships, you know, are coming out of it's, it's not recognizing what's really going on, not recognizing who I really am, and then projections and all those other things. So I like to clear all that up by teaching both sides. But as far as my coaching goes, that I tend to direct more towards men. So we could say that you're helping people to find balance in the relationship with themselves. And to do that, oh, it gets to the back of understanding masculine and feminine energy and how they interrelate with those energies. Yeah, um, I, that's exactly what I do. So in the sense that um, relationship to self is, to me, primary and foundational. How you relate to yourself is how you're relating to other people, whether you recognize it or not. And mm-hmm. I believe that to heal any external relationship with another person or even with an entity like God, um, you have to actually restore the relationship that you had originally to yourself. And that mm. in itself manifests in healed relationships externally. So. so going to source and through a relationship to source, having a healed relationship to the people in our world, people and places and th- even people, places and things, because we can have unhealthy relationships Absolutely. with the energy in anything, right? And any of yeah, that so can be reflected say- by like a relationship to self. Yeah, so what I see um, as a relationship, I think of like how we are in relation to anyone or anything. So it doesn't have to be another human. It could be our finances or it could be our sexuality or it could be um, our body or it doesn't have to be like another person, but it's how we relate to something else or someone else. So uh, was it, is it T. Half Ecker? I think that says how you do one thing is how you do everything. Like how you love or how you relate in one place reflects in how you relate to other things, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And we all want love. That's like the, that's like, (laughs) that's the truth, man. We all want love. (laughs) Let's just be real. And, and so a lot of the insecurity and all the weird stuff that goes on in relationships is our fear that we're not going to be loved or that we're, you know, or that the person we're with doesn't love us or they won't love us if they knew us or, um, or that we can't find someone because we're not lovable. It's like, that is everything but we don't we don't see it as that we have all this stuff on top of it that really masks that very well because um unfortunately there's it seems to be um some embarrassment about just being honest about those things and would you say that you encourage people to break free of the illusions that give them these stories of embarrassment and then just get to the truth oh of it. Oh my gosh. Yes. Because why would you waste your time living in, you know, the story of illusion when you could have what you really want? Like, that's the whole point. It's not to do good. It's not to, it's not to like do the right things or live the right life so that, you know, you're mm-hmm. a good person or whatever. It's don't you want that thing? Like you're not going to get it unless you, you deal with the story. Like then you can get what you want. <laughs> I actually had this, um, with, um, when you were talking about having, you know, having our shit together and so often, and I experienced this when I first, when I first, first, first started coaching people, I actually was working with people going through midlife crisis. And one of the things that I found was so often people have spent 10, 15, 20 years putting together this life, getting mm. it and then realizing, fuck, this isn't what I want. <laughs> 
right? my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> we like, do the things thinking they're yeah. going to lead to the thing we want. And we're, so we're like, yeah. they're means to an end. But we hate the things along the way. But we do them because we think, well, if I just do this enough, like it'll pay off. Or, or sometimes it work like that. Running, running on a story of what society says. Oh, oh society yeah. says I'm oh, supposed oh, to get. Yeah. Uh, I'm supposed to marry a woman from this part of the world that looks like this and has this color hair and this color eyes and this size bust. And then I'm going to have this many children and they're going to be this level of perfection and they're going to play this sport. Then we're going to have this number of pickets in our fence and this many of <laughs> number of holidays. And then you get there and you're like, oh my God, I want none of this. I actually like someone of the same yeah. sex. I don't want to do this. I want to be a rock star. And by the way, <laughs> I don't want to go to church either. Like all of these stories. Yeah. Yeah, because those are what we believe make us good enough. Those are what we believe make us good enough. And when we're good enough, we deserve love and we deserve the things that we're, that's what we believe, you know, like, unfortunately, like when we do the things that we're supposed to do, then we're going to get what we really want, which is, you know, it's our identities wrapped up in it. And then our desired outcome of of being loved is wrapped up in it. And then we realize, like you said, oh, go Mm -hmm. ahead. No, 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 carry on. And we realized, like you said, at the end that that none of this brought me the desired outcome I thought that it would. And we that's like what you, you mentioned, the midlife crisis. It's that dark night of the soul when you realize like everything I've worked so hard for has only caused me to remain separate from the thing from who I am and from what I desire. Mm-hmm. And if we can if we can figure out who am I and what do I want? And we get those two straight, we're happy motherfuckers. Yeah. Love. Love, love that. Because essentially what we're saying is we get caught up in all these BS targets, these BS goals, but really what we just want is love. And sometimes in the quest for that love, we seek acceptance by following society's Mm. rules because we're under this spell, this illusion that if I do this whether this happens consciously or, or unconsciously, if I do this, I will demonstrate worthiness of the love that I desire and it will come to me versus I just want this. This is what actually makes me happy. Fudge what society says. I'm going to go for that fearlessly knowing this is who I truly am. Right. And, and one of the big misunderstandings is that um, in, the, in the pursuit of love is that it's something you pursue and that mm-hmm. you'll find it's like you seek it and then you'll find it. Well, in re- in reality, it's and as all things in the quantum world, it's like you have to seek it within yourself and find it there first, and mm. then it manifests externally. So it's like if you think I want to be loved, then you have to live as if you are loved. Mm. Otherwise, you're seeking someone to affirm that you are loved, and therefore now you have this external piece that could be removed, and now you're left unloved again. So that identity is being formed um, in a connection to someone else, so you're becoming dependent on this external uh, uh, person or, or whatever accomplishment or whatever it is mm-hmm. to you know, fit your puzzle piece together. Whereas if you start from I am love and I am loved then it's that, you know, you can feel it. Just even saying that I can feel my heart and my chest just expand with this energy of of all the things, acceptance and, you know, everything else that comes along with knowing that you're loved. And then, of course, someone will want to be in that energy. It feels really good to be around someone who doesn't need you to make them feel anything. 
So that externalization, that energy, whether it's a person, place, or a thing, or whatever, a goal or an achievement, that energy really is, represent, is a representation of a missing piece that we've created the illusion of having. And that lack ends up meaning that we're, ch- we're going to end up chasing our tails anyway. Because like you said, yeah. we, it's what we are on the inside that ends up reflecting in our environment. And the second that I start externalizing any part of that experience and looking to it, I've created a gap and that gap can never really be filled until I fill it myself. Yeah. And if you think about it, like, um, the, the thought just came to me, we make it an idol. So like old Mm. religious teaching is like, you should have no other gods, right? Well, in a sense, if you make something external, what you need to be complete, you have essentially taken your divinity and said, I'm not God, but this thing will then me and this thing become the completeness or the I am mm-hmm. and that is to un- to lose all your authority your power um, and to misconstrue the identity that you actually have inside of your soul mm-hmm. I love this and just bringing this back to then the, the work that you're doing because clearly you know what you're into you know what you're about is there a specific part of this whole this whole dance that you like to two-step in? Is there like a place where you're like, this is my jam, this is where I really love to play, and this is where I, I, I really feel that I show up the most? Or do you enjoy guiding people on just creating that vision of the identity for themselves? Is there anything specific, or is it just the whole thing that you're just into? Mm, I... I, I always bring it back to the basics. So I, I think in all this complex ways, but I like to teach in a very straightforward way of bringing it back to the simple truth, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as far as like the foundation of identity and out of identity, when you know who you are, and by the way, knowing who you are is not something like a description or something you can really even put into words or out affirmations or job, like your job description, like none of that is who you are. And when you get to the point of knowing who you are, when you connect, like you said, to source, you actually lose words. Like you don't have words, but you have a deep inner knowing and an anchoring in your soul that explodes inside of you as a power and as an authority inside of you. So it's amazing. But anyway, when you have that confidence is a natural byproduct. So I like to talk about identity and confidence because those I believe are foundational. And then I also, as you, as you know, like to talk about sexuality and relationships. So I stick with like those four. I mean, I can talk about other things because it's like truth is truth, but these are my favorite because one, like I said, the foundation, but two, I like that. Um, I like relationships and sexuality because I feel like there's a, a lot of misunderstanding in that area. And um, I'm not ashamed to talk about it openly and to go right into those topics and, and you know, shed light on in there. So. Mm, 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 mm. And I think it's really activating. Like it, when you, when you hear sex sells, you know, not that I use it to sell, but you know what I'm saying? Like when you yeah, talk yeah. about sex, like everybody wants to know what the hell yeah. is going on in this department in my life. And but they can't talk about it because there's so much shame <laughs> surrounding that subject. Um, and like I said, mis- misuse of, of our sexuality and, and uh, when we use it, and when we use it, period, that's coming from mm-hmm. insecurity. So obviously all that, you know what I'm saying? But I just love that topic because there's 
people need help there and they don't know where to go in a sense because it's <laughs> like a secret topic. And I'm like, let's talk about it because yeah. it's one of the best places to recognize identity because how you show up sexually is going to tell you a lot about how you see yourself um, and, and your identity. So mm-hmm. I think it's a fantastic topic to discuss. And it's a beautiful representation when you, I love to use the constantly use um, sexual analogies because they depict what's going on in an energetic sense between these different energies, like you mentioned masculine and feminine energies. And, um, and like I see them as um, like giving and receiving or uh, different terms because I, masculine and feminine, I think kind of are limiting words in the sense that people get boxed into thinking male, female. So I like mm-hmm. to use um, more energetic terms, but yeah, I think sex is a wonderful way to visually and like, you know, in your body, what is happening physically when there's like, you know, giving and receiving in that sense. So it helps to put together energetic concepts in a way that one, you remember two, it's fun to learn, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and three, you can... <laughs> You, you, it's in, you know, it's like, I don't know, it's fun for me, so. <laughs> you, you enjoy playing in that role. Is a lovely I do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I had the same thing to an extent, like with, um, with money, because mm. I'm like, I want you to have dominion over your choices. I want you to create your reality. Um, but everybody actually started listening to me the second I was like I'm going to teach you how to make unlimited wealth sign me up sign me up it's like dude I've been it's the same thing (laughs) it's the same thing underneath that health issue that relationship challenge like all of it comes down to having dominion over your like your your reality but you're going to listen to me if I say let's make you some money and yeah. that's the reason why my signature program ends up being micro to millions. And then people get into micro to millions and realize this was never really about the money. It was about who you are. <laughs> it's just like people, I'm mm. sure people come to you like, I want to talk about sex. I want to talk about, oh, I need to talk about me. And my yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to help me with my sex problem. Well, your sex <laughs> problem was never about sex, but... Yeah. It was a great way to get you in here. <laughs> yeah, like I wanted to give her more orgasms. Well, how about you start having an orgasm with your heart? Yeah, and why did you want to do that? What, what would it mean about you if you gave her more orgasms? <laughs> oh, it's great. It's like even like, um, so I studied Tantra. I've been doing Sun Touch for a while and I, I, I've had a personal teacher that I've been working with for a really long time. And, um, and even in that, like, she'll shock you and say let's do this and let's talk about lingam and yoni and blah 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 but really it's about okay now let's go back to the basics which is that this is all energy and that you're actually merging energy Mm. with another expression of source and we're going to dance and we're going to use that connection to get closer to god oh really i thought i was just going to laugh longer in bed no Uh that's every byproduct but what's really happening is you're, you're stepping more deeply into the truth of your divine nature oh okay Okay, let's try that then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to have those conversations. Yeah, and the and the uh, pleasure that is created when you expand your not just your understanding but your um, your experiential um, understanding. So your soul and body combined mm-hmm. in sex 
that the pleasure cannot be matched. And so when you start to engage in that way, it's like you can't go back. Like, because yeah. sex after that, if it's just sex and, and the other person and you are not able to go into those more expressed and experiential places, um, it's kind of boring. Even if you have lots of orgasms, like your body can be getting off, but it's like something's yeah, missing after that. Not there. The spirit's not there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, it's like even stepping out of the body for a second and even just into, into interpersonal relationships since my, my relating experience shifted by being more present in the heart, I just don't find myself to have time for non-heart centered relationships. It's like, yeah, I can't just sit with you in silence and connect with you at the heart or just like chill with you and like, oh, I can't feel you for when you're not around and just feel called to just message you and see if you're okay. I'm not really, mm. I'm not really digging that. And there's almost a clean out that happens in life uh, of experiences that no longer match the new standard that you set for yourself. And I suppose yeah. with the work you're doing, you're encouraging us to understand that we do deserve a high standard and to set the high standard and to set it from a space of self-love and then watch our world change as a result of that. Yeah, and we get what we want when we do that. Like ultimately, the satisfaction that we've been seeking our whole life to experience, we start to receive when we let go of these former ways of of, of operating or or believing or thinking or viewing ourselves or the world, and we can breathe that sigh of relief, knowing like I don't have to perform to be to be able to have the pleasure, like perform physically. I'm not, I'm talking like, um, I'm not talking like you got to perform in sex, you know, there's some aspect of <laughs> doing, but that's yeah. but I'm saying like perform <laughs> as in I'm acting in order to be seen <laughs> that yeah, type of performance. Yeah, yeah. We don't have to perform to receive the pleasure. Like we have to actually stop performing. And it's when we mm-hmm. stop performing that we recognize that pleasure was there the whole time and that in our performance. So when we perform, in any capacity, whether it's in, in any area of our life, when we're acting in order to be seen or in order to receive, um, we are actually believing we're separate from what we desire. And it is the belief of that separation, which causes us to act, thinking that when we act, we'll receive. But the problem is the, if you start with separation, you end with separation because you can only receive that which you have. There's a quote that says, um, to the one who has, more will be given. Yes. The one who has not, even what he has will be taken. What that means is you have to have within you to bring more in. And if you mm-hmm. don't have, you're in the mindset of lack and scarcity and therefore, and separation. And therefore, you will only experience more and more lack, separation, and scarcity. So you have to have in order to have. So everything you want to have, you have to have. Possess yourself, <laughs> which you that's- do. Which but you do, but it's a mindset shift, huh? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's the law of attraction. Like we, you get more of what you are. Versus, and people think I get. I'm going to focus on this, and I'm going to get it. No, you should need to focus on being that, and then you're going to get that, which correlates to the thing which you said. Yeah. That. So you want love? Be love. Be in the experience mm-hmm. of love. Be in the energy of what it is to be loved and to be loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it. And that'll, that'll definitely improve your sex life right there. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, and, and the thing is, and just t- t- touching on law of attraction, more law of vibration, we experience what a vibrational match to. So people that are expecting a deeper, more loving and nourishing connective experience, but then aren't prepared to deal with the parts of them that are blocking them connecting to that experience. It's the same, mm. like, I want better sex and this and that and blah, blah, blah. It's like, mm, okay, well, why not be the change you want to see in the world? Right. And, and, and I think that. that once once they start to desire something of a different level, then they're on the path of evolution. So whether or not they may not be ready to step up to the plate, so to speak, and actually take the responsibility of the, and the ownership of what needs to transform in order to bring that into their life. But they're going to start to feel that burn of desire and, and longing. And as it intensifies within them, their soul, you know, is working on them and it's going to come to the point at which they cross the fuck it line and they're ready mm-hmm. to do whatever it takes <laughs> to, to see that shift. <laughs> And I only want to work with people who are ready to cross the fuck it line, right? Because if they're not ready to cross that line, like there's nothing you can do for them, honestly. Because the work is what they do within themselves, Mm -hmm. like a coach or a consultant or whatever. Um, They never fix their client or they never bring them, you know, they say, um, you can only lead a horse to water, you can't make them drink. It's like Mm -hmm. when they're ready, all they want is just someone to help them move through the process. They do all the the work. They do all the inner work. They just, Mm -hmm. it's really nice to not have to do it alone and to do, you know, to have someone there to kind of like speed up your awareness. Um, But when you're ready, it makes it so much easier. But if you're, yeah, like I said, if you're still tiptoeing that line and you're kind of not ready to to do whatever it takes and yeah you're not going to see that transformation until until you reach that point so yeah. but it's okay like you can be where you are you yeah know, cool it's, it's wherever you are where you are wherever you are is where you are but unless you're prepared I, I mean i did a video as probably one of still probably to date one of my most controversial videos and like i got a lot of i got a lot of stink from people oh really which one was this uh, it's um, called Stop Lying. Ooh. It's called Stop Lying. I did it. Um, I feel like I remember this. I feel like you sent this to me. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm having like this, something going on in my head right now. <laughs> like, I, it was called Stop Lying. When you said Stop Lying, it was like Stop Lying to Yourself about you're not ready for... Um, yeah, that's the one. I think I remember it. Yeah. yeah, yeah oh, yeah, but yeah. it was... It, I was when you said that I I knew you were telling the truth. Like I felt it. I was like, holy <laughs> shit! Like this is hard to hear because you you know like sometimes when people give it to you straight, it's a little bit, you know, it's a little bit hard yeah. to hear. But if you want if you want to let go of all the stories like we talked about earlier, you're gonna take in that hard to hear knowledge or that hard to hear wisdom and yeah. information because it's what ultimately you know that what's on the other side of it so. yeah when you're ready you're ready right it's like you're saying when people are yeah. t- sick and tired of being sick and tired like Jim Rohn says you know they're the people mm. that are actually going to find change because they're the people that are ready to do what's necessary to break the habit of being who they are right now yeah. because mm. the, the, the patterns that we play out to be the person we are today are ingrained and habitual change is not like work so anybody that isn't ready to go all in is unlikely to to get anywhere and i suppose my point right in this particular video was if you're not there that's okay but stop wasting people's fucking time and stop lying to yourself oh, right and stop judging people and stop doing all this bs just own i'm not ready right now 
Yeah, and, be okay with and that. it's okay to be in that space. Yeah, totally right. okay to be, and I'm not ready. <laughs> yeah. Not everybody's here to hike up the mountain and meditate with the with the monks, you know. Um, yeah, I certainly I, don't want to do that because they're not having sex, you know. And I, I, I <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you know, just be okay with it. And and even even in, and I did another one called the Lazy Choice where I think I was basically mm-hmm. saying that even if you make the choice to do nothing, you've made an empowered choice because it's not a subconscious pull calling you to do nothing. You've consciously said, I'm going to sit here and eat chips and watch Netflix. That conscious choice means that mm. you're still in your power even in doing that. I think it's, um, I heard Aubrey Marcus went to an event he did once, something, uh, willful folly, conscious folly, where you're, you're, you're willingly going out to just to do this thing you're yeah. still making an empowered choice, even if the thing you're ch- choosing to do wouldn't necessarily see, be seen from, from the outside as being empowering. The fact that you've chosen it consciously means that you're in your power. Right. The difference is um, you are connected to the truth that you are in that moment walking in instead of thinking, instead of judging your truth, like, oh, I shouldn't be, like you said, one mm-hmm. eating chips, I think you said, and watching Netflix. I shouldn't be doing that, but I really want to do it. So I'm going to do it anyway. So <laughs> then you kind of like separate from yourself. You, you have to pull apart a little bit in order to perform the thing that you think is wrong or bad. And then that's where shame and guilt come in. So yeah. I, I knowing who you are or walking in identity is just like, owning like he said where you are right now it doesn't matter that it's not quote-unquote good or perfect or you know the best thing none of all of those are just judgments you know it's is who you are and what you're doing equal to what you desire in this moment right now and are you and then if you can be okay with that you know that's all that matters because then you're being authentic and you're being genuine you're being real and you know what Again, this comes down to even what we're saying before about running on other people's stories or running on our own. Because other people's stories might be, this is how you're supposed to do it, or this is where you're supposed to be. And other people's stories aren't even necessarily quote unquote disempowering or quote unquote positive or negative. It's just whether it's other people's stories or it's yours. Even if your story Very isn't good. necessarily the most, um, what's the word I'm looking for? isn't necessarily the most mature or something (laughs) whatever the most groovy sexy explorative whatever Mm. just the fact that you've chosen to do it means that you're more in your power that someone that's doing something you know Mm. they're feeding homeless kids every day but they haven't chosen to do it like you're in oh my god i I would hate position. I hate that idea where it's like, oh, I'm going to do all these good things. And then somehow that makes me good. And it's like, you know, that actually has no value. Like, I mean, I'm not saying like feeding kids has no value. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is when you do things to think that they make you good or, and that now you're doing better things than someone else, it's just, oh, You know, you know what? what they say, all the all your works will be put through fire <laughs> and only that which is gold <laughs> will remain. And if you did anything out of in an effort to be something, then that's mm-hmm. gonna burn up and not exist anymore because the only things that are real are things that are done in the I am, not in order mm-hmm. to be. 
But do you know what? Again, this comes down to the stories that you're running on, the agreements you're subscribed to, which is a whole other conversation. And most importantly, of the infinite possibilities that are available to you for who you are going to be, which one do you choose for your fucking self? Mm. And are you ready? And, and, and... I was going to say, and, uh, I'm like, who's going to go? Who's going to go? <laughs> are, are, you ready? Are, you, are you ready to, to deal with the healing that might need to take place in order for you to step into that? Yeah, and I think sometimes we don't realize that we, in, on the long lines of you get to choose what you, know, what you want, you get to choose. It's like we can actually make choices according to what would make us happy and what would be pleasurable to us. Because we often choose what we think is going to be, you know, the most epic or the most impactful or the most, you know, successful. Or we, we, we think in these other terms of like how it will influence others. And But if you're not actually in pleasure and in happiness with your life, what are you offering other people? Like you can only give away what you have. And if you're doing things in order, you know what I mean? If you're choosing a life and you can choose whatever you want, you can this time around the globe, choose whatever you want. But like for me, I've realized I want to actually be happy and have pleasure. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think for most of my life, I thought that was wrong before I met, you know, Dr. Joe and all this other stuff. Before I had mindset shift, I used to think I was taught actually as a young child, this was what literally what I was taught. God does not care about your happiness. He cares about your holiness. So my whole like childhood. Yeah. So I thought like happiness is like so unholy. It's so worthless. It's so selfish and it's so meaningless. You need to be in, you know, serving others. And so I think sometimes when we, you know, what do I want to do with myself and what do I want to do in my life? Like, I used to think of like, what's the most, you know, impactful thing I can do for others. And what I realize is, wait a minute. Like if I never experience what I'm hoping they're going to experience, something's not right here. Mm. So, and if I can actually experience happiness and pleasure and fulfillment within myself, then I actually have something of substance to give them because the world is full of knowledge Mm-hmm. And it lacks the substantial evidence inside of the body. It lacks, it lacks the embodiment. It lacks people feeling it within themselves. And that, I think, has changed everything about how I see myself and what I do and life in general. <laughs> do you know what? I think it's, it's sad that, so I would say God no, religion needs God, God doesn't need religion. And I think one of the most beautiful things that I've found in this last couple of years of my journey, of the last 20 years or so, has been finding a way to relate to what I now have a more personal connection to as God or that thing. Mm-hmm that isn't bastardized by other people's stories based on centuries and millennia old concepts that were just designed to control people anyway. Right. You know, yeah. 
<laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a very long time before I could use the word God comfortably because I'm like, oh, no, I'm not going to use that word. Yeah, and I, I understand that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, now it's like, yeah, it's just a word. And now you're healed because now you can yeah. use God because you're not, yeah, because you can take apart what was man's, you know, yes. doing and what, you know, is the truth. Yeah. yeah, and I had to go on a crazy journey for that, but that's a conversation for, for another time. Um, how are some of the ways that people can work with you and bring some of your magical healing into their experience? Yeah, I mean, they can come and talk to me, <laughs> spend some time with me. We can get deep down and dirty with it, you know, talk about all the secrets and the things that they, you know, can't share elsewhere. I'm a very safe person. I'm, mm-hmm. I love, love, love to create um, a, a space where people can actually share the stuff that they literally feel like they can't tell anyone else. Mm-hmm. And um, so you can, yeah, you can work with me coaching and um, that's available. You can find that on my website. And I also have um, like a book you can purchase for men. I've written one there. It's on my website. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I have, have some courses. Book. Why do I not have this book? Yeah. I, I feel sad. I don't have this well, book. I will, I will don't feel sad. I, I just re <laughs> I just rewrote and revised it. So yeah. So it's, the uh, ebook is available right now and the print book will be available shortly. And when I get the print book, I'll send you one. Not that you need it because it's like, it's on a subject that I feel like you've completely mastered, but I would love to send you one anyway, just because. (laughs) Well then I will receive with an open and loving heart. I'll receive it. What is your website? So Mm -hmm. people can go ahead and, uh, and jump on that. C-O-L-E-T-T-E, Colette, L-A-M-U-S-E, ColetteLaMuse.com. Brilliant. Well, we'll make sure that gets its way into the show notes as well. Uh, And are you accepting Facebook people or are you limiting the Facebook people? How can, like, what what information can I tell people that they're going to find in the show notes about how to connect with you? Is the website the best way to go? Oh, yeah. I mean, no, there's my Facebook. The website kind of gives, like, you can find everything through there. But, yeah, certainly you can go to my Facebook, which is um, Colette Lemuse uh, or Colette Lemuse one i have my business and my personal but my personal i share more of my eclectic creative stuff and then um my business it's going to be geared more towards relationships identity confidence and sexuality um yeah so but yeah through the website i think it's the best way because then everything else offshoots from there everything's here brilliant 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 anything you'd like to leave the listeners with before we uh we let them get on with their day Ah. I want you to know that you are good enough right mm-hmm. now and that you already are everything that you are striving and desiring to be, that there's nothing to fix, that you are not broken, that you are already who you want to be. And therefore you can already have what it is you desire to have. And I want mm-hmm. that for you. So lean into, lean into that. Love it, love it, love it. Colette, thank you so much for sharing time today. It's been an absolute pleasure having this conversation and talking all things sex and wholeness. Um, Guys, please be sure to go and check out the website, get the book, connect, have a conversation, see if this is something that can support you in choosing to live a more abundant, joyful, purpose-driven life. Happiness is allowed. Holiness and happiness can coexist. 
They can indeed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, be sure to head over to dreamwithdan.com forward slash Facebook. Join the Facebook community. Let's keep the conversation going. It's free. I don't harass you with sending you stuff and just give you more groovy content. And as always, keep dreaming with your eyes open and catch you next time on Do It With Dan. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Doing With Dan with your host, Daniel McGenna. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit dmpotv.com. We'll catch you on the next episode of Do It With Dan. Dan.